It is, it is, on a Friday, live from the Bethesda Theater, the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live on the free Odyssey app. Um, Taking your calls, 301-230-0980. Anthony, this could be a real test of my ADD today. What? I just, there's a lot happening. Like, I'm backstage, you know, people are starting to send text messages about stuff. There's just like all kinds of all kinds of stuff that's happening. And I I this could be a test. That's all I'm saying. I don't know that I'm doing great so far. I feel like there's a lot happening. It's early. It's early. It's it a lot early. of anticipation for, you know, tonight's event. I think you're just a little anxious. That's that's all it is. I definitely, I definitely am. I'm excited. I'm excited for tonight. This should be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, Bethesda Theater uh, is where we're having our 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980 Live event. Uh, it's presented by M Street Bank. Uh, I would say go to BethesdaTheater.com for tickets, but I've been telling you guys to do that for two weeks, and I don't think we have any tickets anymore. I think we're sold out. So, sucks to be you if you're not coming. That's kind of how that goes. I don't know. The boss man just walked by. Can we just raffle those tickets off on the air that you just texted about? Can we just do that? For the highest bidder. I thought this was whole. Can I make more money off of it? No, that's definitely not. That's, I, think I, signed, I think I signed that I can't do that. Okay. Um, you continue to do whatever you were doing. All right. Uh, I'm going to continue to do my radio show before he gets back off that elevator and fires me. Uh, so here's what we got uh, today. Obviously, we're talking a lot about Dan Quinn and what is next for the commanders in terms of their staffing. Um, I will say this. My initial instinct last night when I saw the report about Chip Kelly was that I thought that was ridiculous and it sounded very much like a report that uh, that was an agent trying to get his guy a little bit more love. And then I found out that maybe there's a little bit more substance to that report. You start to see it in a couple more places and you're like, hmm, maybe there is something there. Um, here is what I am interested in, uh, when it comes to the commander's offensive coordinator job. I think that I would like to see a, a coordinator from the Shanahan tree. And obviously that is not a super original thought. This is the best tree, uh, in, uh, the best tree in football, but I think it's important to, to ultimately understand why this is the best tree in football and why I prepare or prefer that tree compared to going with an outside hire. I will say on the Chip Kelly front, you could do definitely worse. I'd prefer Chip Kelly to like, you know, Brian Schottenheimer did a really good job with Mike McCarthy last year in Dallas, but some of these guys that are kind of mediocre OCs that have been around, like I'm not really that interested in. Chip did go 10 and six his first two years in Philadelphia and the roster that he was terrible with in San Francisco was a terrible roster. Offensively, they were crapola um, pretty much across the board. Um, So there's that. And I think he had personnel control in Philadelphia and that was a huge mistake. So here uh, where he's just the OC and with what he's done with UCLA's offense to kind of modernize it and and put it, uh, you know, on the uh, make it a little bit more pro friendly. And I think the pro game coming back towards the college game a little bit, all those things make me, I want, I would say not completely cold to Chip Kelly, but lukewarm. Meanwhile, I think 
the thing you have to understand about the Shanahan McVeigh tree is those two guys, and it started with Kyle for sure, but those two guys have a level of detail about the game that is unmatched. The reason they are so successful is because they think of freaking everything, and specifically Kyle. All due respect to Sean, who's pretty damn close, and there's a lot of great coaches that do this as well. But like my familiarity with Kyle via Logan is is much more. I'm much more knowledgeable about the way he does it, and obviously we see it around the league in a major way with how many OCs come from that tree, and how many head coaches have come from that tree. Kyle demands. Say say you have a play idea. You have you're like, oh man, I saw this thing. I think this would work. You bring the play to Kyle. He's going to add it's a route concept. Hey, I think I think on this side of this formation, we could get this guy open and we could create a big play. He'll go, okay. Against what coverage? You're like, ah, it's, it's a great cover three beater. Okay, well, what are our answers against cover two? Uh, okay, go back, get that play out of here. What are, our cover, what are our answers against cover one? What are our answers against quarters? Six. Whatever other zone coverages defenses are playing, these amoeba zone match coverages these days what if they match this guy what if they're whatever right you finally figure out those things okay well what's the front end look like okay well what does it look like against this front what does it look like against how do you protect it here what if they blitz this guy literally every single thing that could happen against this play better be accounted for or it's not going in the playbook that is how Kyle challenges his coaches, and it's part to like challenge them, but it's also because he wants all of those freaking answers. He doesn't want to go into a, a, a situation where you know you call a play because it's third and whatever, and they've always played this coverage, and you think you got them, and they mix it up, and then you're screwed. He wants to make sure his players have answers, and so his coaches better have answers before they give a play to their players. And that level of thoroughness, that level of detail, is why Kyle Shanahan's produced Mike McDaniel, Matt LaFleur, Bobby Slowick, and hopefully, in my, my wish list, Clint Kubiak is just the next guy in that lane, and he's coming here to be the OC. That's what I would like. Now, I think it's worth pointing out that, you know, working with a young, high-profile quarterback is kind of a new thing. They didn't do it very well with Trey Lance, although there was not really a chance to do it with Trey Lance because of the injuries and the timing. And then all of a sudden, they're like, man, this Purdy guy's pretty good. Terrible pun, kind of half-intended, kind of just happened. Sorry. Um, But obviously, Purdy is a young quarterback, and Clint Kubiak's been working with him for two years and, you know, making this thing go in San Francisco. And that... The, the title that Clint Kubiak holds is passing game coordinator, which is the exact title that Mike McDaniel held two years ago and Bobby Slowick held the year after that. And then, or I guess three years ago for McDaniels, two years ago for Slowick, and last year for Kubiak. That seems like a pretty good position to pull from. The responsibilities of that job seem to very well prepare you to be an offensive coordinator in the National Football League. I also think it's important to note that Slowick and McDaniel hadn't called plays before. 
and they ultimately get their jobs as OC and head coach in Miami and or Houston and Miami, respectively, and they can do it. They're prepared. Kyle has a way of making sure that his guys are ready. And Sean is very similar. And I think uh, when Andrew Siciliano was on with us, he told us that great story about how, you know, during the preseason, Sean literally just gives up the headset. And he's on it, but he's he's out there just supervising. He's letting, you know, a defensive head coach or a, an assistant head coach be the head coach. He's letting a linebacker's coach be the defensive coordinator. He's letting, you know, uh, his offensive head coaches, a guy like Zach Taylor way back in the day, call plays and get that experience in the preseason so that they're ready whenever it is that their time ultimately comes. And I think that that, that preparedness – Again, the level of detail, the professionalism, understanding the process of how these things get done and get done well prepares these guys for these jobs in a way that a lot of other systems don't. And you see then the same thing happen now in the the grandchild system, if you will. If Kyle's the, well, I guess it's the child, you get the, the next generation, whatever that is, right? Kyle, it happens, he gets guys ready, they go on, you know, Sean does the same thing for a guy like Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor makes sure that he demands that same level of excellence in Cincinnati. Brian Callahan, who grew up around the game, and, and so a lot of these guys, I do think it's interesting, or, you know, you know, call it nepotism, or you just call it they grew up around the game and, and did a good job learning, but Clint Kubiak, whose dad is Gary Kubiak. Brian Callahan, whose dad is Bill, now just got hired as the Tennessee Titans head coach because he was forced to be prepared at an extremely high level by Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. And so these these coaching trees demand excellence. I mean, even Shane Waldron has Dave Canellis in Seattle. Canellis goes to Tampa. Now Canellis head coach in Carolina. Who did Waldron work for? McVay. Like, I don't know that everyone fully understands how wide the branches of this tree go. And I would also say that's another reason why I want to hire from it. Because when ultimate, let's say Clint Kubiak is, is the next guy and he's really the next guy. So like three years from now, we have to deal with the champagne problem that Jaden Daniels is amazing. And Clint Kubiak is the hot young head coach candidate as the commanders are making the NFC title game. And I was like, oh, no, we're going we're gonna to lose Clint Kubiak. Three-quarters of the league comes from this coaching tree on offense. There's a quarterback's coach, a tight end's coach, hopefully in your building that is ready. But if not, certainly somewhere else in the league who something else goes wrong and they get blown out or out of a job or someone else is ready for a raise. And there's just more options to keep continuity when you go that direction. I would say that is a, a bigger concern for a guy like Chip Kelly, who kind of does his own thing. I think he's implemented a lot of stuff off of some of those trees. He's done a lot of studying uh, of those trees, for sure, and brought some of that to the college game. But I do think that the kind of the way that this West Coast, Shanahan, McVay tree has evolved, you now have a bunch of different guys who are super prepared everywhere and they're bringing along coaches at that same stringent level 
And they've also kind of evolved and adapted to personnel in a way that there's tweaks on it. And maybe whatever they're running here in Washington, if there isn't an immediate candidate in-house, which I think there will definitely be plans to be, that you can find something similar as these systems evolve and adapt to their personnel around the league. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Logan played for Dan Quinn, said it's the most fun that he's ever had in his football career. Uh, You'll hear more about Logan Paulson's thoughts on DQ to DC next. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app.